Welcome to the Humane Roundup Podcast, where we share all the exciting stories about animal cruelty investigations, dangerous animals, and amazing rescues. Find out what goes on inside of animal shelters and all the current trends in the animal welfare industry. Now, here is your host, Daniel Edinger. And his amazing co-host, Ashley Bishop. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, thankfully, right now. I mean, times are common. How have you been? <laughs> really good. You know, current trends in the animal welfare industry is our opening, or part of our opening. And we talked a little bit about it in episode 80, and, and here we are again, episode 81. So thanks for everyone that's joining. You know, you reminded me of the feed spot email we got talking about us being the, how did they word it? The number one podcast to look for, for animal welfare stuff in 2021. So that was really cool. Um, we want to shout out again, our listeners for making that happen. Shout out feed spot for doing the analytics on that and, and really saying that, you know, we're a podcast to look out for. So thank you to them. Thanks for our listeners. And uh, thanks for you being a co-host and making that stuff happen. I couldn't do it without you and even without Hildy, who started it all. And But, you know, I'm glad to see that people are listening. And make sure you share it. There's probably somebody else out there that we can help. So let people know about it that, you know, we've got content out there that's almost training worthy so that even if you can't make it to trainings it's it's a little bit of more information than what yeah, you need go back have. to the last episode with david hunt talking about animal fighting right that's a yeah. 45 50 minute podcast that uh, would be similar to going to to a training so uh, or we talked you know we talked to aspca recently or uh, we're you know we're getting a good update from code three here in a little bit so check us out on all the socials humane roundup check ho bishop out on the socials instagram facebook and animal protection officer daniel there as well uh, please like and share give some feedback uh, you know the the more we get it out there the better it is for everybody uh, you know if you're like you are ashley kind of alone in your truck in a small area for eight hours a day you know this could be there to kind of help you know, give ideas or just brainstorm, you know, those type of things. If you ever want to reach out to us, have certain topics on the show, you can do that through our website, humaneroundup.com. So uh, please, you know, this is interactive. We are your voice, you know, as the kind of saying goes in the industry. So we're here to help you. Did you uh, see the Instagram shout out we got? No. About, about <laughs> the... Um uh vest somebody did a um oh, oh my god i don't use instagram well enough uh but basically like their their little story of the day or oh, a story yeah sure. yeah and uh they were talking about having vests and they shouted us out on that as well awesome did they get them through the code three uh grant that we're going to talk about probably in a little bit not that i'm aware of um okay. but um Still, I mean that. Hey, I even applied for the Code Three grant, so awesome. We'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> That's good. Good's no fun. pressure, so, Janae. 
Well, we'll that'll that'll be our guest here in a few minutes. Uh, wait, we have Janae Boswell with the Code Three Coalition coming to join us, and then we also have a, a special guest from Buddy's Builders, and we'll talk to them here shortly as well. So it's an exciting, fun-filled show on episode eighty-one. Counting down nineteen more episodes to a hundo. So that's awesome. Well, I wanted to jump into this quick story. So Ashley brought up a a situation. Geez, was that three, four months ago? February. February of an animal shelter that animals were seized from by a good Samaritan. I'm going to let you jump in and and kind of talk about setting up the old story and and talking about where we're at with the update. So the, a good Samaritan noticed that there were four dogs outside of a shelter. They did not appear to have food or water, um, an appropriate shelter for the weather, because apparently the weather uh, ranged from 24 degrees down to negative 5 degrees. And, I mean, we're not talking huskies or anything. We're talking one of them was like a border collie. Um, and things like that. They didn't have proper wind breaks or anything like that. Um, so the Good Samaritan uh, surprised that instead of calling, you know, law enforcement or something, which is the ideal route to have gone, um, went in and took the animals and took them home with her uh, teenage son, her and her teenage son. Um, and the animal control officer that was in charge of those animals were was temporarily suspended at the time until the investigation was completed. And now it looks like he's been charged with animal cruelty. And did I read that right? There's a hundred thousand dollar yeah. uh, bond on his, on his um, yep. case. So, I mean, it's some serious stuff and look, we try, <laughs> we try to take like a, really an unbiased approach and you know we're here to support officers right in the and anyone in the animal welfare industry like our job is to support people and be you know uh, be there to represent but when you have situations that come up like this i mean we have to look at the facts and the facts appear that uh and you know this individual is innocent till proven guilty but at at this stage i mean it appears pretty damning uh, and not in his favor and, and here's the thing. Here's the information that they have so far put out, um, that the weather ranged from 24 to negative 5 degrees Fahrenheit um, for a total of 106 hours that the animals were out. Holy shit. Exactly. And, and here's the thing. Like, I am glad. It, it sucks that somebody in our profession potentially did this. But I am glad that they are taking enforcement action on it. We are not above the law. And if if somebody in our profession did wrong, they should be held accountable for it because we are here to protect those animals and not be putting them in more danger. So, you know, we'll wait to see what happens once, you know, the courts finalize everything and decide if they're, you know, going to uphold the charges and stuff. But I, I'm glad that they're not just sweeping it under the rug either. And there's an expectation if you're in this profession that you should know right from wrong in that situation. Accidents happen, right? Shit happens. We know that. 
100 how many hours 104 hours 106 106 hours uh, that they were out there the water was frozen over there was no food feces in the kennel there was snow covering the kennels according to the article well if we get more updates once this is adjudicated we'll share that here with our listeners and you know there's an expectation and and of of continuing to be professional and you know operate in a way that is expected in the community and, and i'm actually excited and i think it's a great segue to bring on our next guest janae boswell with the code 3 coalition there is a lot of training out there for individuals and there are a lot of resources out there for individuals so if something were to happen you know we're here as a podcast that has resources available but then there are places like code 3 and other resources so welcome to the show janae Hey guys, thank you so much for having me back. It's it's awesome to be back with you and provide some updates and just chat. Thanks for thanks for joining us. And I, I know that's probably not the the best segue is hearing something negative in the profession, but uh, we did want to bring you on and and talk about some updates with Code Three and and again letting people know that there are resources available for them. Absolutely, and I think. You know, what's really exciting, and I'll, for those of you that didn't get to hear the previous podcast, I'll, I'll introduce myself. I'm Janae Boswell, and I serve as the branch manager for the ACO Coalition at Code 3 and Associates, which is a um, training and disaster response organization. Uh, Just a second, Janae. I also want to put out there that if you haven't listened to that episode, guys, go back, find it it's worth it. We talk about a lot of the different resources through code three. So go check out that episode. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, thank you, Ashley. Um, so yeah, we are a great resource for training and through the coalition, what we've been trying to do is um, offer free training through, you know, via case studies. And we've done a lot of work um, talking about warrants and obtaining warrants in situations um, in which you would need those. And we are actually going to have our first uh, paid training. It's $10 uh, for coalition members. And it's on May 18th at noon Eastern time. But it's about um, handling and PPE considerations for exotics. And we're talking a myriad of exotics, anything from tigers to reptiles. And um, we have the wonderful Mandy Fisher, who will be providing us that training. And she has a ton of experience in zoos and various other entities and um, is actually the Delaware Animal Response Coordinator for the Delaware Office of Animal Welfare. So she comes to us with tons of experience, like 20 plus years. So I think that'll be a great training. And we're only charging $10 for coalition members. So I think it's worth it. And how much is the membership, Janae? It's free. Thank you for asking. So all you have to do is go online and click on the link and sign up. Code3associates.org. So code three, the number three, I almost said the letter three. Let's try that again. (laughs) Code three, the number three associates.org forward slash ACO dash coalition, or you can just do code3associates.org. Go to get involved. There's a tab for get involved and then click on ACO coalition. Thank you. And, and you we'll can put also that in the show the notes. Yeah. Too. Facebook, and then uh, there'll be a link in the show notes as well. Awesome. I appreciate that, guys. 
Well, since we last talked, do you mind if I just kind of give some updates of what we've done over our last four months? We'd Please. love to hear it. Cool. Um, so as, as you all are aware, we started the coalition January 5th. So we're now starting into our, what, fifth month. Um, but for the, the previous four, um, I'm so excited to say that we have over 500 members now. We have six state affiliated associations. So those, those states that do have state animal control officer associations, we have six of those a part of the coalition. Um, we've given away over 5,800 regular masks and 950 medical masks, uh, protecting over 100 members of 15 different agencies. So that's really exciting. Um, we've also given away four uh, body armor vests to various you know, officers out in the field. And I have to share one story. Um, the gentleman who obtained the vest in March actually reached out to me and he said, you know, I've had a gun pulled on me more than two times. Whoa. And yeah. And he says, I work in a really dangerous area and it's really scary. And he said, thank you so much. This really kind of puts my mind at ease and my family's mind at ease. So that's I thought that was awesome. awesome, right? Like that's what we're here for. That's what we're wanting to do. We want to impact those lives. So um, that's really cool. And then we did a huge, uh, kickoff for ACO appreciation week, which was exhausting and awesome and exhilarating and, um, just really fun. I uh, put together a bunch of different activities, including trivia questions about, you know, identify this snake or these types of birds or find this animal and, you know, like a wooded area. Um, and we just wanted participation. It was it was a way for us to engage animal control officers. And, and we were able to give out a bunch of um, just giveaway items that included new ACO coalition t-shirts and matchbox, the little matchbox trucks. Where'd you get and, them from? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got a bunch from this wonderful <laughs> animal control officer out of Denver. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so we did that. And then uh, we also had autographed uh, children's books called Out of the Dog House. And it's actually about a dog that escapes and then the interaction with the animal control officer and how they return the dog and educate the owner. And um, awesome. it's, it's really cool. So the animal control officer didn't just take it and take it to the shelter <laughs> and euthanize? What? Right? <laughs> It, you know, and it was really cool because this in this book, they actually collaborated with I don't know how many of you are familiar with Cindy Walden in California. Sure. Um, yeah. And she, the, the authors, Cindy knew these authors and the author said, we want to put this book together about animal control and and make it a great story. And so she collaborated with them to tell them actually what we do. Right. And we like check for tags and microchips and we return the pets and provide education and all of those cool heartwarming things that all of us know we do. So that was really neat. And then to top it off, we gave away nine scholarships. So um, nine ACOs out there that probably couldn't have afforded to attend, you know, the Code 3 academies um, or other training opportunities. There were um, 
they now can can do that. So it was a really fun week. That is fantastic. Yeah. And thanks for you to you and for everyone with Code Three for putting that on. That's amazing, and I love to see the growth of this uh, the coalition. And I'm I'm glad that you're here. You're a voice for you know people. You're providing resources, not just training, but other things that are necessary. So big shout out to Code Three. Uh, I I know that it's just the infancy stages of this coalition, and I'm expecting bigger things to come as. Uh, time goes on. I, I also wanted to mention uh, to our listeners, if you're interested, and we kind of briefly brought it up last week, uh, Code 3 is currently looking for uh, speakers to train. So if you're interested, please reach out to Krista Curvers or even Janae, and she can point you in the right direction. Absolutely. We, you know, we really want to expand our programs. And I think that this is a great opportunity to do that with really qualified, knowledgeable, professional people. So if you are interested, reach out to me or Krista. Um, one last thing that I just wanted to kind of talk about and bring up with you guys, and I thought we might have a little bit of a conversation about it. Um, and it's something that Code 3 is dedicated and, in, in, you know, we're really committed on working on, but mental health awareness mm-hmm. and resiliency for ACOs. And this month, May, is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think it's a great time for Code 3 as well as, you know, this podcast and other entities to start talking about um, mental health of ACOs and, and what we go through and, you know, how, how we can hope and cope and how we can help each other. Well, if our last episode with Phil Tedeschi, who I know you know and have worked with in the past, uh, we talk about it. A lot of mental health on the scope of offenders, um, but as you know, as we continue to evolve and looking at things internally in our profession, you know, if you go back to some of our older episodes with the um, great ladies of the Humane Educators of Texas, uh, we had them on as a part of a two-part series to talk about a peer a peer group that they're working on, uh, not only in Texas, uh, but as well as nationally. And so continuing those conversations and maybe partnering with them in a way to bring that peer group, uh, you know, everywhere. It's not just specific to Texas. It can be national. And I think we, we definitely need something like that. Absolutely. And it's funny you say that because I'm actually um, in communication with Tabitha and Kelly and we have a meeting set up this week to kind of discuss, uh, you know, how we can develop the peer support group and roll that out on a bigger platform. And as as always, guys, I want to put it out there. Like, if you've got nobody else and you need someone to talk to that understands the industry, understands what you're going through, reach out to Dan or I. Reach out to the Humane Roundup pod, or to the Facebook group, Instagram, whatever. We're more than willing to talk to you. If you can't find somebody around or you don't have access to these peer groups and stuff, we're still there for you. Absolutely. And I'm always there too. So I think it's appropriate for me in this stage, just to take a minute or two to talk about mental health and, and how it's affected me, Janae, not to, uh, not to date you. I know, I know you've been in the industry for 20 years. (laughs) Um, and I've been in it for, you know, going on, I guess, 12 years now. And, and so 
I, you know, I've, I've had my battles with it and Janae, you know, Janae and I have known each other for several years in this industry and she's, she's seen it firsthand where, you know, I've personally struggled, whether it's uh, a situation. So we talk about burnout, but what does that really look like? Or what does this mental health fatigue look like? You know, I, I feel that people are against me, right? I, I might be um, more paranoid, if you will, uh, thinking that like, you know, it, lack of better words, people are talking behind your back or like saying that you're unqualified or things like that. And, and I've really grown from it in a sense to understand that it's not, it's not that way. Like it, it's, you're creating this yourself because you're dealing with so much stress. You're dealing with so much secondary traumatic stress, burnout, compassion, fatigue. And, you know, it, it, it hits you where, um, that's, that's just one experience that I have. Um, I, I might be short tempered in certain examples, right? Like I might say something in the community uh, that may be inappropriate, or I may say, say something in my personal life uh, to, to my friends and family that may be inappropriate. You know, I've gone through my ups and downs you know, I've been divorced. Uh, the, the turnover rate or the divorce rate is high in this profession. And so it's, it's real shit is real. Like the reality is uh, we recognize that there's an issue with, with burnout and it has effects on in the individuals. And I just want to Thank you, Janae. I want to thank Kelly and Tabitha uh, and, and everyone that's pushing for that peer support group and, and having the ability to talk to each other or, or talk to somebody, whether it's through your employee assistance program, if you have one with your employer, whether you're seeking mental health uh, treatment on your own. You know, when growing up, you know, mental health was always looked at as a negative thing that you were crazy. Uh, our last episode with Phil Tedeschi, I mean, he estimates over 100 million people deal with mental health issues. So uh, it's not as uncommon as you think. And there's not a problem with just accepting it and saying, like, I need help. And so for me, I've, you know, it's a, ba it's, it's a battle. It's every day. I have to, you know, remind myself and I have a great support system at home. My girlfriend's awesome to be able to help me in that situation. Shout out to Jazzy, you know. Um, just want to thank her for kind of keeping me in check. But at the same time, it's like, it's not just going to go away on its own and people adapt and try to live with it. But that's when the issues start to become more and more. Absolutely. And I think we all undergo different types of stress and handle things differently, of course. And um, I think, it, you know, it's a good opportunity for us to talk about it and for us to share our stories and, um, you know, let normalize it, right? Like it isn't the, it doesn't need to be the elephant in the room. It can be this thing that we talk about and that we can be there for each other. Um, so that's really what we're trying to do. And, and, you know, code three is trying to put together some professionals that can also, uh, you know, conduct some training and, you know, maybe some different platforms like an equine, um, getaway type thing up in Durango Animal assisted therapy. Yeah. yeah. yeah for sure. um, I, so, you know, just try some, maybe some different things. And I think, um, you know, I hope, I hope that it's successful and I hope that we help people and, and that's really what it's all about. There's a new podcast. Um, and we actually uh, have the host scheduled to be on here in a few, a few episodes, Jennifer Blau, the compassion fatigue couch. Uh, and she's a, you know, she's worked in the industry uh, she's a professional. So check that out as well. It's there for our listeners and any listener, honestly, that wants to just dive deeper into mental health issues. Awesome. 
Well, thanks for sharing that. That's awesome that Code 3 is doing it. And we really look forward to hearing uh, back from you on that and some other things here in the future. Did you have anything else before we let you go? No, I don't think so. I just, you know, I want to say we're out there for you. And if you guys want to see different training or case studies, you know, we are happy to have you on board. Uh, we we do do the case studies every fourth Wednesday of every month and it's a virtual platform. And so if you want to see something new or if you want to share your own cool case or lessons learned from a case, um, please let me know. Or if you want to see some other virtual training, I'm happy to get that set up. Um, we are going to set something up. I'm in talks with the ASPCA to be talking about their uh, forensic, the new forensic lab. And they're going to review some cases with us that they can that are that are since closed out. But, you know, that's another training that we'll be having down the road, too. So please just sign up for the ACO Coalition. It's free. So you have nothing to lose. Nothing. And we we had an episode with the forensic lab, uh, probably what, five episodes ago, Ashley? Yeah, something like that. And it's just amazing stuff. So if you get a chance to check out the episode, check out what they're doing with Code 3. Uh, they're they're a great resource, an unbelievable resource. Janae talked about it It's being it being free and you have nothing to lose. If your case gets accepted with the ASPCA, it's free and you have nothing to lose. You just have some great expert testimony and, and things of that nature. So do that. I'm looking forward uh, to do one of the um, case studies coming up in July, right, Janae? Yes. Yeah. We're super, excited to have you. Super excited. Um, started putting together the the case about, um, I'll tease it a little bit, can't give much Please away. Do. Uh, but we, <laughs> we had a situation where a dog was abandoned um, and it was, uh, it had vet wrap on it and apparent injuries. And so it, it, it was a, a case that took a little bit of un uncovering or unwrapping if you will and so uh really excited to to share that with the group and and show kind of how it all came together and then the outcome so can't wait to to really get on there in a couple months and, and talk about it so thanks for having me on that oh for sure well thank you guys so much um i may just kind of hang out in the background for your you know then Please do. We ha we have our next guest who's going to be with us in a second. Her name's Christy Howell, and she created a, a group called Buddies Builders, and this is a great out uh, resource for outreach. And so if you have any questions today for her, please feel free to jump in, okay? Awesome, and thank you guys for having me on again. It's always fun. Great to chat with you. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you. Well, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, Officer Hildy, who's no longer an officer anymore. <laughs> All right, let's introduce our next guest, Christy, Dr. I should say, Dr. Christy Howell. Christy, are you with us? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, Christy? Oh, doing pretty well on this rainy Sunday morning. Can you just give a quick brief introduction and let people let our listeners know kind of who you are uh and then how buddies builders came about and what and basically what buddies builders is as well yeah um well i just want to you know say thanks again for having us and providing an opportunity to really get some more outreach to the denver um, area and the families that hopefully can benefit from buddies builders um, so Buddies Builders is a local Denver-based nonprofit. We started in February of 2014, um, and we work with animal, animal protection officers to find families in need 
that may not have the means um, necessary to provide adequate shelter for their pets. And so we really want to work with those responsible you know, families who just need an extra helping hand. And so we work with them and we provide free dog houses for low-income families. And if they're not low-income, there's always a donation that can be made that's affordable and they are able to benefit from our dog houses as well. So we really stemmed, to give you a little backstory, we really stemmed from a dog named Buddy. Surprise, surprise, Buddy's (laughs) Builders. Um, And it was on the news and I was recently moved to Denver and um, it kind of was a story of a dog named Buddy that was chained up outside, had no food, no water. Um, it was the winter, and um, there was a lot of outrage around that in the community. So, you know, when meetup was cool, I was doing meetup, and we all met up uh, on a morning, and we talked about it, and what can we do? And so one of the things, you know, people were talking about was providing these dog houses for low-income families. Um, and I, I propose, well, why don't we work with animal protection? Because they're the ones out in the field, right? They're the eyes and the ears of the community. And that's, you know, why don't we, you know, gain a, a resource and, a, and a, an ally um, to start this nonprofit? And so, yeah, uh, that all worked out. And, and we started Buddy's Builders. And we got a lot of um, donated supplies from various construction sites to start with. Um, We got some shingles from Habitat for Humanity. Um, We got paint from local painters. It was just really a, you know, a big push for community effort to really start this, um, this program. And so here we are seven years later, and it's running like a well-oiled machine. Um, And I'm super excited that we've already donated 240 houses to the Denver metro area um, since we started. And we're just really excited to have such great people on our sides and, you know, really Denver Animal Shelter and the officers there have really just from the get-go just been an advocate for us and we just really appreciate them. And, you know, we've tried to work with, um, you know, all the different local ones, Castle Rock, Aurora, Lakewood, even up to Fort Collins. Um, And it it never just got traction um, with some of those. So if you have any um, people in those areas that you think could benefit from Buddy's Builders and maybe their officers at those facilities, you know, please spread the word about us. We're happy to, you know, build these relationships out and grow and just help more dogs in need, right? There's always, especially with this pandemic, you know, we've donated, even if they haven't met our income qualifications, but I'm like, you know what? It's COVID. Things are happening. Um, here, have a dog house. You know, you need it. You contacted me. That's all we need. Um, so, yeah. So that's kind of where we are. Um, is there uh, something else that I can chat about for you? Who, who builds them? Is it the contractors or do you guys have a group of volunteers that does that? So, yeah, originally we were building in garages in the middle of winter. You know, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> there was a lot of wine, uh, I think, involved in that. But whatever. Well, I'm moving to Denver just to build the dog houses then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turned it wine I'm in. <laughs> it was a good time. We yeah. always fed all the volunteers. Uh, we did meetups. Um, we work with local um, boys and girls clubs. I've done a few Eagle Scout projects. Um, so honestly, anybody that wants to build, I'm more than willing to, to you know, give you plans, help you with materials, whatever the case may be. 
Um, but right now what we're doing is we're, we're working with some individuals that are part of, <clears throat> excuse me, part of a restorative justice program. And so I can't give you specifics, but I just want to shout out to people that are involved in restorative justice programs, um, whether it be through the um, community or volunteer, you know, reach, whatever the, their case may be, um, you know, we just really appreciate giving back to the community um, for whatever their, um, you know, needs are met. And so we work with them and we provide the materials um, and then they build the houses. Uh, we have a great local company called Road Scholars Moving Company, um, and they actually pick up the dog houses for us and bring those to Denver Animal Shelter, um, which is a huge ask for us because none of us have trucks. You know, <laughs> you know, you're that you're that one friend with a truck, and everybody who needs to move <laughs> asks you. Yeah, that's our situation. <laughs> so can we just, just so? Yeah, mm -hmm. I just I, first I want to say how cool is that that you can utilize. That's not the right word. We can partner with a a program to help teach responsibility through like, hey, dogs need houses when they're outside. And so this, mm -hmm. you know, the, the individuals that are building them, they, they realize like that's that's an important need in the community. So they're assisting there. And then uh, from that aspect, these are quality dog. Like these are awesome. We'll share a, a photo of a dog house on our on our Facebook page as well. Uh, they're quality dog houses. You said you gave away 240 so far. Is that right? Yep. In the existence? Yep. I've probably slept in a hundred of them uh, <laughs> just because I've been in the dog house. Okay. I'm, I'm done with that joke. Yeah. We now, <laughs> now, but the reality is like, uh, you know, I don't even remember how you and I met. Do you recall that? Like how this even we, got started with the AP, with the yeah, shelter? I reached out to you guys to set up a meeting and we came and we basically gave you a speech of like, this is what our vision is. This is what we'd like to do. This is how we would love to be involved with you and partner with you. And from the get go, you guys were supportive and we're like, yes, let's do this. This is great. So yeah, you know, it's just been such a great partnership over the last seven years. I can't believe it's been seven years that I've lived here and been involved with Buddies Builders. Um, but yeah, it's been a great, um, great relationship with Denver animal protection officers and just the community, you know, like when I talk to the, so just to give you like an overview of how the process works, you know, some of the animal protection officers will um, do welfare checks on various individuals um, with their pets and, and they'll just try to educate them. And going back to that piece earlier, you were talking about what, what you guys really do in the field. Um, and so that's what we really try to highlight is, you know, they're not there to take your pet away. They're not there to, you know, reprimand you. They're there to really provide, um, you know, resources. And so that's what we really think of Buddies Builders as, is a community resource. Um, so we just want to make sure that, you know, the individuals and the families that we're talking to, you know, we're just here to help. We're not here to shame. We, um, we from the get-go, um, basically took that buddy story and we said, these are all the things that went wrong. This is how we're going to run Buddies Builders. Um, we're not going to give the community names and addresses that have pets outside. Mm -hmm. We're going to work with the individuals um, at the, you know, at the protection officer level and say, hey, this is this person at this address um, now has a dog house. We provide pictures um, so that they can make notes in their file. 
So yeah, once the protection officer does that visit and gives them our, our information about Buddy's Builders, it's up to the families. You know, like I said, we want to help responsible families that just want help. We're not here to shame. We're not here to, you know, pit neighbors against each other, anything like that. I can't tell you how many requests I've gotten from neighbors. And I'm like, please contact Animal Protection. We will work with them after they call us. Um, you know, we're not here to get in the middle of any civil wars b- between neighbors, you know, anything like that. Um, we want to do it the right way. And we want to we want to make sure that the, the community knows we're here as a resource. Um, so um, once we provide those um, dog houses to the families, we ask for pictures as the um, quote unquote, you know, payment. <laughs> um, it, you know, obviously, if they're low income, we provide free houses and then if they're not, we just ask for a donation. I, I never ask for more than $75. It's all based on family income. Um, so even if somebody wants, you know, a, a dog house and they're not low income, you're never going to give me more than $75 um, per and, house. And again, I just have to preface, like, these are quality, heavy-duty dog houses. And you, share, you shared earlier about sharing the plans. And, and that's really... I wanted to bring you on for a couple of reasons. One, to just thank you uh, for all the work that you've done for our agency and the community that we're in, right? Because that's how we mm-hmm. operate. If we come into a situation uh, that there's a dog outside without adequate shelter, one of the first things I do is give them your phone number and say, call, you know, call and, and get this set up. Uh, so thank you for being there. That's awesome. But secondarily, I, I wanted to make sure that our listeners know that there's a program out there. And and though this may be Denver Metro specific, this could happen in your community, whether you know someone that's interested or you want to do an event, right. Mm -hmm. Where, where Mm -hmm. you can get the plans from Christy uh, and have, you know, the, the, basically the resources and tools you need, you know, maybe it's a a troop camp, like the, in the summertime, Girl Scout, Boy Scouts come in, uh, they build 10 houses that you can keep uh, at your shelter to give away to those in need. I think it's just an amazing thing. It's a fun thing to do, like to build. Yeah, we to, have had yeah. so much fun, especially with the boys and the Girl Scouts. Like you would be amazed. Those Girl Scouts got in there. They're like getting in the doghouse once they're built. They're taking <laughs> pictures. You know, it's just a fun thing to do. And that's what we try to keep it. You know, we, when we had these builds together, we wanted to keep it like you know, you want to think of volunteering as fun, not an obligation. And so that's what we really tried to make sure that everybody knew what was going on. For the Girl Scouts, we had uh, a volunteer cut everything so that they just had to assemble them. And just want to point out um, to Daniel's point that they are really quality dog houses that we uh, currently get from our individuals with the restorative justice program. They're fully insulated. They've got carpet. Um, So we, you know, we take donations of any wood scraps or plywood, shingles, any clean carpet remnants or carpet padding. Those are all used. So, you know, before you throw something away, think about Buddy's Builders. You know, we would happy happily take that off your hands and and put it towards a dog in need and we're just super excited that we've lasted seven years to be honest Mm -hmm. that it hasn't faded out but it seems to get stronger every year um and just you know we would not be able to do this without community support so we just want to say thanks again you know and we talked about this a little bit in previous episodes about educating the public and sometimes we come across adults and they're stubborn and they don't want to be educated. 
But mm-hmm. if there's kids in the family, like what are they teaching the kids? So, right. you know, reaching out, you know, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. I even would think like in our area, um, actually, when I was in high school, I built a Habitat for Humanity house while I was in high school. Um, we built the whole house throughout the year. And so, so that's funny you said that because we actually had an individual that was working at Lakewood High School. And um, he was teaching the construction classes and mm-hmm. he had found out about us. You know, he was volunteering with us and he brought it into his construction classes. So any yeah. of the local high schools that want to do that, like I am more than willing to set up a partnership with you guys, um, you know, and that was such a good learning experience. Like you said, just in high school and embedding that, you know, community knowledge of like, this is how you take care of a pet, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and we don't promote people keeping pets outside. And I think that's the, you know, miscarriage of what Buddies Builders is. It's, we're really saying, if your dog has to be outside, whether it's you work during the day, and you have to leave it outside, or you just run to the store, right? And you're like, oh, it's a nice day. But we all know that Denver gets crazy weather, right? Like it could be sunny and then we have a hailstorm. And so I think that's a lot of the education point that I talk to the owners about. I'm like, I understand that you're telling me your pet is inside and, you know, someone was called because it was only 20 minutes. And and when I explain the weather situation, they're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And on top of that, it's, it's. I mean, it's just required by our city ordinance. There's not a specific time that an animal um, is outside. It's basically adequate shelter from from the elements. So whatever that looks like, that could be a five minute time, like you said, with hail. So mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure we plug your Facebook and um, website so you can find Buddies Builders on Facebook, just Buddies builders they have some great updated photos of the new dog houses a lot of them you'll see with the dogs uh, you can kind of see where they started and now where they are uh, some of the older planned dog houses on the facebook page which i remember uh, very well uh, and then <laughs> some of the newer ones that are being built and then also uh, check out their website as well buddiesbuilders.org again that's buddiesbuilders.org we'll add that to the shop 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 notes wow the show notes <laughs> and uh please I'm, i mean this sincerely if you're listening and you're like dude this is a great idea especially summer's right around the corner and you want to do an event and bring a group into your facility and and make a few dog houses kind of lay out an assembly line uh, where people may be doing something with materials someone may be painting uh, and then there may be a group building uh, there's a great opportunity for an event so please reach out we can get you in touch with christy and get those plans to you absolutely and christy well, thanks t- again for having me yeah well yeah. thank thanks for being here um one other quick question you know if if mm-hmm. Obviously, you're you're willing to share the plans. Are you willing to also share like how, like ideas of where to go for building supplies and things like that? Because I know that's that's going to be a big problem for anybody starting it. So you know, is that something you're willing to share as well? Yeah, you know, I um, it's been a long, long process, right? We like I said, we started out a little rough, and now we're a well-oiled machine. Um, where I don't have to build a thing, which is perfect, right? <laughs> I I have outsourced everything from building to supplies to 
um, the moving, like I said, Rhodes Scholars Moving Company donates their time and um, manpower, uh, which is a huge, huge blessing for us. Um, and so if somebody's starting up, you know, the, the things that we did that were really helpful, um, Home Depot, several locations in our area donated to us. You know, we went in, we told them what we were doing and they were like, yeah, sure. We can give you, you know, three or four pieces of plywood. Um, that's two dog houses. If you do mm. smaller dog houses, you know, that's the four pieces of plywood is two, enough for two dog houses. Um, so like I said, Habitat for Humanity donated our first batch of shingles, which was amazing because um, you know how expensive it is to roof your house. Mm. So, uh, you know, for them to just say, absolutely, this is, you know, and to get behind that cause in the very beginning was such like we're on to something, right? Um, and then carpet companies, you know, say, hey, do you have any carpet remnants that, you know, um, I remember when we started Aztec Carpet Company had a lot of remnants and they were they were um, actually the ones to reach out to us to say, hey, we have a ton of carpet. We'd love to donate to you. So just rely on your um, local community. That's what we did in the beginning. And and we've been so blessed with that. And um, it's just been, you know, it's you know, they always say one man's trash is another's treasure. That's exactly what it was. You know, it was wood remnants from Ikea. It was, you know, this Aztec carpet company who gave us the carpet remnants. Um, and then um, if anybody at home, you have a pack of shingles in your garage, like we will come pick them up. You know, it's, it's no extra work. We try to take out the work for people because we want people to give, right? Um, and so we just really appreciate people that will even put giving, it outside for us. Yeah. Speaking of giving, I know you're a 501 C3. And so there is, Correct. if any of our listeners are, are feeling generous too, and not that we're here or doing a telethon, but you can <laughs> donate, uh, you can donate financially as well. That, and that those, those funds will go uh, back into the, to the dog houses through resources, uh, buying things and things of that nature. And not to, not to leave out the fact that you, get beds donated as well. So stuff that um, can be in the house too. dog beds. I know you often will send me a text message. Hey, are you working? I want to drop off some dog beds today. So um, there's yeah. other things that Buddies Builders does as well. So again, we thank you so much for uh, seeing the need in the community and being there. Uh, you know, we've talked about it on several episodes and even as most recent as the last one about, you know, how to be creative in in our, in our job. And it's not always punitive. Mm -hmm. It's easy to go out and cite somebody for not having a doghouse, right? But mm -hmm. it's not necessarily going to correct the issue. Correcting the issue correct. is providing resources in the community. And we're so grateful that we have somebody like Buddy's Builders that can provide that resource uh, to a person that may be in need. So again, I want to thank you personally for the the friendship and the connections that we've had for the last seven years. That's a lot of long time. And I uh, know, right. And I know <laughs> Doesn't the show, feel that long. the show wants to thank you as well. Ashley, did you have anything uh, more for Christy before we keep it humane, Maine? <laughs> no, I just thank you to both of our guests today, giving an update, Janae and Christy. I think this is an awesome program. I wish my area had one. Um, but We'll see. Maybe somebody will hear this and decide to do it around here. Or if I get ambitious after, you know, getting the state program up and running. <laughs> <laughs> Janae, yeah, did you have was, any, any questions was, for Buddy's Builders? I was going to tell Ashley to reach out if, if you need anything of how I started or, 
you know, how I got things running and the, the resources I use, like I'm happy to our, our emails, just buddies builders at gmail.com. So reach out and I'd be happy to chat. Sounds good. Thank you. I didn't have any questions. I think they all got answered as, as Christy was explaining the program. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys. Really cool. appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, we're glad to have you. And again, thank you for your time. Again, we we here on the Humane Roundup really value everyone that comes on the show as, as so much that you can help our community. So thanks again for being here. Thanks to our listeners. Remember to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And as always on the Humane Roundup podcast, we like to say, keep it humane. humane.